passage we are considering this afternoon is taken from John chapter 10. Uh, we're reading today verses uh, 31 through 42. You can find this printed in your bulletins or in your Bibles as well. John chapter 10, verses 31 through 42. For those who are new uh, here today, we are doing a study from the book of John. We are going uh, chapter by chapter, passage by passage, and we are trying to uh, find what Jesus is teaching us through um, the Gospel of John. This is the Word of God. The Jews picked stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which one of them are you going to stone me? The Jews answered him, It is not for good works that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, It is not written in your law, I said, You are gods? If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken? Do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming, because I said, I am the Son of God? If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. He went away again across the Jordan to a place where John had been baptizing at first, and there he remained. And many came to him, and they said, John did not sign, but everything that John said about this man was true. And many believed in him there. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you give us the gift of faith, that you give us the Holy Spirit that empowers us to believe, to read your word, to read the gospel, to read about Jesus, and know that he is real, that he is the Lord. We thank you for that because we know that on our own strength, our own understanding, our own ability, we won't be able ever to believe. It is your grace. It is your mercy. It is your gift. So we praise you for that. And we do pray together for anyone who still do not believe that Jesus is the Lord, that Jesus is God, that Jesus is the Savior, that you may send into his heart the Holy Spirit and give him the gift that will empower him and enable him to believe as well and therefore be saved. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Last week, as we were considering verses 19 through 29 of this same chapter, we saw that Jesus' enemies, in this case the religious leaders, were getting already to the point that they could not handle Jesus anymore. They were divided even between themselves. They were divided between them and those who believe in Jesus, but they were also within themselves struggling to keep the group together. Some of them, some of the religious leaders, said of Jesus that he had a demon, that he was insane, that he was just crazy, and that nobody should listen to him. While others said that these words... The words that Jesus said are words that could not come from an oppressed person by a demon or a a person that is oppressed by a demon because a demon cannot open the eyes of the blind. They were referring to the fact that Jesus healed a man who was born blind and therefore they could not believe that a man who healed a man that was born blind could be possessed by a demon, or be just crazy. That was not for them a rational or a reasonable explanation for what Jesus was doing. Therefore, in their desperation, they decided to go to Jesus and ask him a question. This is, I believe, the best question you can ask to Jesus. They could have asked to Jesus. It's the best questions they could have asked. Are you the Christ? But the problem is that their motivation was not that they wanted to know if Jesus was the Christ. If Jesus was the Messiah. If Jesus was the one who was appointed by God to come into the world to save his people. Their motivation was that... If Jesus would confess that he was the Christ, and because they did not believe that he was the Christ, they would use this in order to get rid of Jesus, in order to see that Jesus, or to say that Jesus was blaspheming. They didn't want to know if Jesus was the Christ. They just want a reason that would come from Jesus' mouth for them to get rid of Jesus. And also they had a wrong understanding of the Christ. What would the Christ come to do? For then the Christ will be a king that will come to deliver them from the oppression of any empire. Again, in this case, the the Romans will set them free for them and, and, and they will be doing fine and they will rule over the world. But as we know from Jesus' message, the Christ was coming to deliver not just Israel, but the nations from the oppression of sin. The Christ was coming to give his life in order to set people free from sin and condemnation. Therefore, they didn't ask a question from a, a sincere heart and with an understanding of what they were asking for. Maybe they should have asked first, tell us about the Christ. What does the Christ is coming to do? And then, are you the Christ? Sincerely, we want to know if you are the Christ. That's not what happened 
with them. And if you remember in Jesus' conversations with the man he healed from blindness, Jesus said, do you believe in the Son of Man? The man said, tell me who he is that I might believe. Jesus says, here I am, the one you hear and see. And then the man believed and worshipped Jesus. Therefore, this man was ready. So it wasn't about how much he knew, but he was ready to believe. Something has already happened in his heart that empowered him to believe that Jesus was the messenger from God, the, the savior of the world, coming to save him. And therefore, he believed in him and worshipped him. Now, last week, when we considered Jesus' answer to their question, we learned um, why they did not believe in Jesus. Why the religious leaders did not believe in Jesus. And what were the consequences that they had of not believing in Jesus. And we learn from Jesus' words that the reason why they did not believe in Jesus is, Jesus says in verse 25, and you do not believe, you do not believe because you are not of my flock. You are not my sheep. And Jesus said to them that his sheep are known by him. Jesus knows his sheep. That they hear his voice and they follow Jesus. And because they were not Jesus' sheep, they were not known by Jesus. They did not hear Jesus' voice and therefore they did not follow Jesus. And then Jesus there says good news for all of us, for, for anyone who believes that says that, that he gives life. He gives eternal life to those who believe, to those who are his sheep, that they will not perish and that they will not be snatched or nobody will snatch them out of his hand. But at the same time, as he was saying this good news to anyone who is a follower of Jesus, he's saying to them, to the religious leaders, that they will not have eternal life and that they will perish. So Jesus explained to them why they did not believe. And as he was explaining to, to them that, he's explaining to us why if you believe, you believe. If you believe, it is because you are Jesus' sheep. It's because you have been chosen by God to receive that gift that empower you to hear Jesus' voice to believe in him, to follow him, and to worship him. Praise the Lord if you believe in Jesus. Now today, I would say that this is kind of last week and today's sermon, one sermon that has two points. Last week was why they did not believe. Today, the question that i like us to to consider from these verses is what they did not believe. Last week, Jesus explained to us why they did not believe. And if you believe, why do you believe? Today, we're going to see what was that that they did not believe about Jesus. And a second question that comes as a result of that is what would they have known and understand 
if they believe in Jesus? What will they have known and understand if they believe in Jesus? So remember, they asked Jesus the question, are you the Christ? And they wanted an answer from him just in order to condemn him, in order to put him in prison and kill him. And Jesus gave them their answer when he said that he was the, the shepherd and, and they listened to his voice. Those who believe, they say, yes, I am the Christ. But he said, I'm more than what you think the Christ is. Because in verse 30, he says, I am, I and the Father are one. I mean, for them, just saying that he was the Christ was enough for them in their minds to condemn Jesus. But here Jesus is saying more than that because they didn't understand that the Christ, the Messiah, will be God himself taking flesh, coming into the world. And when Jesus said to them, I and the Father are one, he's saying, I am God. And that was too much for them. I think that if he just said, I am the Christ, they would have capture him and take him to prison and they will start a process but since he already said that he is God they were ready to stomp Jesus he said that's it it is enough Jesus you're saying that you are God we're going to kill you so the Jews in this case the religious leaders pick up stones to stomp Jesus to kill him immediately Think about how you would have felt if you are in the middle of a group of men who are ready to stomp you. Probably you will run or do something to escape from the situation, but Jesus remained calm because he is in control. And he asked them a very wise question. I have shown you many good works from the Father. Remember, the fact that they are coming to Jesus to ask Jesus, are you the Christ, is because of the works that Jesus has done. It is because of the miracle that Jesus did on this man that they were not able to prove that it wasn't coming from God. And therefore, they are coming and finding another way. And, and Jesus is pointing to the works. I have done many good works from the father. Wasn't it good that he healed a man who was born blind? It was great. And it was a work that came from the father, not from a demon-oppressed person. Only God could do that. Then he asked them, for which of them are you going to stone me? They were trying to divide Jesus' words from Jesus' works. That was what they were trying to do. Look what they answered to Jesus. It is not for good works that we're going to stone you, but for blasphemy. Because you being a man, make yourself God. We don't care about the good works that you are doing, Jesus. It is not about the good works that you are doing that 
trouble us is the fact that you are saying the things that you are saying. It's your words. And what are his words is, I am the Father, and one. And because of that, they say, you are a man. We know that you are the son of Joseph and Mary. You remember from previous chapters, that's what they thought. You, a man, are making yourself God. Again, they didn't expect that the Messiah would be God who took flesh, who emptied himself, who came into the world and dwell among humans as a human being, as a servant that will go to die on the cross. They did not expect that. Therefore, when they hear Jesus saying words like this, they didn't pay attention to the works. The miracles meant nothing for them. And they didn't want to even to try to explain how is it that Jesus had that power to do something that nobody have ever done. Think about how divided the religious leaders or how different the religious leaders were with Jesus. The religious leaders or Jesus spoke as one who had authority while the scribes did not. Their words had no authority. And it is because Jesus' authority comes from God because he is God, but also his life is a reflection of what he preached. But the religious leaders, people knew that their message was not real. But also the religious leaders could not do the works that Jesus did. Only Jesus could do what he was doing. Therefore, the way of getting rid of Jesus was, let's divide the good works from the works. It is not about your works, your works, Jesus. It is not about the miracles that you are doing. It is about what you are saying. You are saying that you are God. Here Jesus answered to them. Using Psalm 82, verses 6 through 7, or verse 6. It is not written in the law, I say to you, I say you are gods. If I call them, if he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. If you read Psalm 82, verse 6 to 7, or verse 6, first of all, says like this. I said, you are gods, sons of the Most High, all of you. And this is, can be referring to the people of Israel or to the judges of Israel because they were exercising judgment, representing God to the world. But the following verse reminded that they were no gods as God is because it says, nevertheless, like men, you shall die and fall like any prince. So why was Jesus quoting this verse here? What he was doing is basically saying, if you were called gods in the sense of exercising judgment in the world, and there is no problem with that, the scripture cannot be broken. How about, then he says, what do you say or do you say of him, how about him, whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world. Do you say of him, the Father consecrated and saying to the world, you are blaspheming? In other words, what Jesus is saying, why would you say 
that I'm blaspheming since I am the one that I was consecrated by the Father and sent into the world. Just because I said I am the Son of God. So what was that that they did not believe about Jesus? They did not believe that he was God. The Jews, the religious leaders, did not believe that Jesus was God. But Jesus has this answer for them. If I am not doing the works of my fathers, then do not believe in me. What Jesus is doing here is connecting his works with his words. In other words, what Jesus is saying, if I just came to you talking and preaching the message and I didn't do the signs that you saw, the signs that shows that I am God, that, that I do the kind of things that only God can do, do not believe in me. In other words, also he's saying anyone who comes and said the kind of things that I'm saying and doesn't prove with his works, with the signs that demonstrate that I am God, do not believe to that person. Therefore, he says, then do not believe in me if I don't do the works that I'm doing. But Jesus said, but if I do them, which he has done in front of their eyes, even though you do not believe in me, which is do not believe my works, believe the works. How would you disconnect my works from my words? And actually, that's the argument of some of the Jews. If you go back to verse 21, there are no, these are no words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Even some of them got it. It was impossible for somebody to do the kind of things that Jesus was doing if he was no God or he was no coming from God, at least in their own understanding. And that's the same argument that the, the, the man who was blind and was healed gave to them. How can a person who is not coming from God or is a sinner do what he did to me, which is heal me, heal me from blindness? Therefore, Jesus is saying, you cannot disconnect my words from my works. Both things go together. And here you find, I would say, a very small word that is very important in our own understanding or an understanding of how we get to know and understand Jesus. is the word that. In verse 38, you see, but if I do them, even though you do not believe in me, believe the works. Believe the works. Because if you believe the works, it says that, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. So where do you start? in order to know who Jesus is. 
You start by believing in Jesus. And then you, you, you may wonder, how, how am I going to start by believing in Jesus if I don't know Jesus? It is because, sadly, it is a miracle that happens in your heart that empowers you to believe. When you believe in Jesus, then you may know and understand who Jesus is. Now here Jesus says that the Father is in me and I am in the Father, but I can give you a list of things that he's been saying uh, from the previous verses. What are some of the things that you will understand if you believe? If you put your faith in Jesus, if you trust in Jesus. First of all, you will understand that Jesus is the Christ. Remember, they did not believe in him, therefore, they did not believe that he was the Christ. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. That is the Christ. If they believe, only if they believe in Jesus, they will know and understand, as Jesus said, that his works, what he has done, already responded their answer. Remember verse 25 says, Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. When did he tell them that he was the Christ? The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness of me. Therefore, if you believe, you will understand. You will know and understand that Jesus is the Christ. You will know and understand also that Jesus is the good shepherd. Again, the one who gives his life for his sheep. When Jesus said this parable to them, they did not understand but those who believe understood what Jesus was talking about because they were his sheep. If you believe in Jesus, you will understand what Jesus said to them that he and the Father are one. That God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is one in essence, is one God. We have three persons in the Trinity, but they are one God in essence. And I will say, we will say, we will understand with great limitation because it remains a mystery for us to understand, to comprehend, to fully comprehend the triune God. Yet we will believe and know and understand because the Bible teaches to us. But why? But why? How do you get there? Because you believe. You will believe that Jesus is God. The religious leader said that it's not because of your good words that we will stomp you. It is because you being a man, make yourself God. They did not believe in Jesus. Therefore, they will not understand and know that Jesus is God. But if you believe in Jesus, you will know and understand that Jesus is divine. That when you read the lines and verses and passages of the Gospels, you will see God there in action. That when you keep reading the New Testament, how the New Testament testified about the fact that Jesus is God. If you believe in Jesus, if they will have belief in Jesus, they will have understand or understood 
that Jesus is him, the father consecrated and sent into the world. And they didn't get it. They didn't understood. They didn't know that Jesus was the one the father has sent into the world. The one that they were waiting for a long time only because they did not believe in Jesus. Would they have believed, they would have known and understand that he was the one who was sent from the Father. If you believe in Jesus, you will know and understand that Jesus is the Son of God. They say you are blaspheming because, they say, he said, you, you think that I'm blaspheming because I say that I am the Son of God. The Son of God who is one with the Father, who was sent by the Father, who is of the same will of the Father, who came to fulfill the mission the Father has set for him. And if you believe in Jesus, you will know and understand that the Father and Jesus are one. And that's what we read in verse 38. But if I do, then even though you do not believe, believe the works. If you believe the works, you will know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. You will understand again that Jesus is God. But where do you start? You start believing. Remember, I, I cannot forget the man who was healed from blindness because he was so ready to believe. He said, Jesus, who he is, that I might believe. And what did he do? He believed and worshiped. Think about that. Why did he worship Jesus? It was not just because he thought that he was a savior or the savior he worshiped Jesus because he understood that he was in the presence of God. Why did he get to know and understand that Jesus was God? Because he believed in Jesus. Sadly, they did not believe the religious leaders. What did they do after they heard Jesus saying these words? They were looking to arrest him. First, they went to ask a question, just in order to accuse him. Then, they were ready to stone him, and now, they were ready to arrest him. Think about this. Why? They moved from thinking on stoning him to arrest him. All of a sudden, that became a misdemeanor, something that they thought it was blasphemy. I think that they were really struggling with Jesus. They were really struggling what to do with what Jesus was saying to them. He was speaking as one who had authority. Nobody has ever talked to them this way. Even though they did not believe, they struggled to do something against Jesus. But he was able to escape from them. How so? Think about that. They surrounded him. Remember, they asked the questions. But Jesus was able to escape. But then we have another contrast here. Jesus goes across the Jordan to another place, and there are people who have heard John. They heard Jesus. They've seen what he has done. And many believe. 
Many believe. Many believe while the religious leaders who had all the background, all the, all the understanding of the scriptures could not believe, could not know and understand that Jesus was God and all because they did not believe. And why they did not believe, Jesus said, because they were not his sheep. Think about this. What does this tell you? If you believe, you have received the greatest miracle ever. It's the gift of faith. You have received new life in Christ. Your mind has been renewed. You are able to do something supernatural, which is to believe in Jesus. And because you are able to believe in Jesus, you can know and understand that he is God. That he is the good shepherd. That he is Christ. That he is the son of God. That he is the one who was sent by the Father, consecrated and sent into the world to save you. All this because of what Christ and the Holy Spirit have done in you. Now, if you are here today and you do not believe or you do not know what to do with this, our prayer, my prayer, and the prayer of all of us who believe in this room is that the Holy Spirit will reveal into your heart, heart who Jesus is. That you may believe. And if you believe, you will know and understand that Jesus is God and that Jesus is your Savior. And you need him more than anything. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have revealed to people like us who are unable to believe that Jesus is the Lord. That you have opened the eyes of our hearts. And that because we believe, we know and understand that Jesus is God and our Savior and our Lord. We thank you for that precious gift of eternal life and understanding of spiritual things. And we do pray together for those who have not yet come to believe in Jesus, that you may open the eyes of their hearts, that they might believe in you so that they might know and understand that you are the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.